Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rugby Rewind. This week we're changing up slightly. We're going to go for a wee bi-weekly segment where instead of looking back at an old match, we're just going to have a wee shorter episode and basically chat some shit about rugby, players, just whatever. So this week, before I tell you this week's uh, segment, I've got a few shout-outs to you. First one's to uh, Tarmody Warmington, gave us a bit of feedback on the pod, said he listened to the Stags Canterbury episode and looking forward to some future episodes. So shout out Tarmody. And the big one, the other bloke who's got in behind the podcast, old Jimmy Wilson himself. He shared the episode yeah. from the last one on his Insta and had a wee yarn good. to him. Says the Stags blokes from that day still get on the piss with each other once in a while. So you'd love to hear that. How shout good. Out those yeah. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, this week's episode, we've decided to stick to a bit of a theme of the page and look back at some rugby battlers from Super Rugby's heyday. So looking at the three big nations, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, we've had to choose five from each from our starting 15, and then at least two from each country for the bench. That's about the only rules, really, as long as they don't have any too many international caps. Try to keep it under 10 as much as we could. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Notes? Uh, no, I think that's a pretty good opening segment. We've got. Uh, I'm very excited to see how much our two teams overlap because, of course, we haven't discussed this at all um, yeah. behind the scenes. So it's just our own teams. I must admit that my own team probably has a wee bit of uh, my own favourite players in there, rather than perhaps the best choices. But it's yeah. all what it is. The know, exact so. same here. Mine is <laughs> effectively just my favourite team. Like, of yeah. the lesser players, not like your Bone Barracks and whatnot. Yeah. yeah tear exactly. down. So I'm very excited to see if any of our team overlaps. I think it might. Perhaps. I think some of the Aussies and Southers might overlap a bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll but, see what happens with yeah. the Kiwis. Uh, but I've tried to sort of make it a bit... Um, a couple of surprises in there, put it that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at mine now. I realise there's a few teams I definitely favour. One, yeah. not surprisingly, because... <laughs> I, I, mean, I think I know it. which one of those, yeah. Yeah. And one of the teams I ended up favouring, and I was quite surprised, I didn't realise there were a few players from them I kind of... Yeah, same with me. Although, I, I mean, two of, yeah, we'll go over that shortly, but two of the, uh, two of the teams in Aussie I've favoured a bit. And yeah, probably... I feel like they're going to be... One of them's going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, should we should we get kick it? Should we just kick into it? Yeah, do you want to take us away with your loose head prop or prop? Well, yeah, so Who's... we'll do one for one. So I'll name one of my my first uh, player, and then you'll name you know your matching or opposite yeah. uh, player. And then uh, we might put it up on the Instagram later and see if yeah. you want to get a mind away vote. See if teams. Yeah, better. okay, okay, let's do that. <laughs> All right, so my um, my loose head prop is Ben Daly. Oh, so, good old Danny. With some Aussie flavour. Classic Aussie uh, prop there. 82 caps for the Reds. Um, and then he on, went on and had a small stint at the Western Force and also a small stint at the um, at the Rebels. So he did eight games for the Force, eight games for the, uh, sorry, seven games for the Rebels. So he has um, done around 97 caps in total for, in Super Rugby, so just shy of 100. But such a legend uh, for the yeah, Reds, particularly um, particularly for their, you know, um, one of their most, I don't know, positive campaigns of, of well, I guess ever in 2011 when they won it. Um, so, yeah, he's a, certainly a, a key figure in Australian uh, rugby or has been in the past. So, uh, yeah, Ben Daly. 
Yeah, definitely a stalwart of the Aussie Super Rugby. Didn't realise he had a few wee stints at the other teams at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, didn't get a lot of game time for some reason. I think it's just because he was at the twilight of his career, I suppose. Yeah. You know, at his peak, absolute powerhouse of a scrummager. Just and he did have... Ass up, did the job. Yeah. I think he did have two caps for the Wallabies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I definitely remember him kind of being in and around the squad. Yeah. Got, yeah, so I think two or three. But yeah, Ben Daly is my, uh, my loose head prop. Not bad. Uh, to match you, I've gone for a bit of Kiwi flavour straight from the get-go. A bit okay. of a recent one, Hurricanes loose-head Chris Eaves. Oh, I don't know much about the bloke, but oh, yeah. I remember back in the day watching him for the Turbos, and he just had one run on a disallowed try from about 40 out. He just sprinted in. The try was not allowed, but from that moment, it was like a prop with this sort of pace. I'm getting behind this bloke. Got to love him. Yeah. yeah. Been a stalwart of Kane's bench since that day, really. 50-odd cats <laughs> from the bench. It's just, yeah. I, I rated them. I, I actually almost put them in the team. Um, it's, it's funny you say that. I was, If I was to choose a, um, a New Zealand prop, particularly for the starting team, it was it was going to be him, but I actually I think I should have, you know, I made it a bit even by putting some Aussies in there, of course, with that rule of having five from each country. But, yeah, if yeah. I was to choose a Kiwi, I reckon Chris Eves would have been well up there. Yeah, he's a great player. Almost feels a bit wasted using one of my Kiwis on a prop, but <laughs> like, oh, I did love me some Chris Eves. Yeah, nice, nice. Do you want me to kick Excellent. off with number two, or you want to start us off with yoga? I'll go for I'll go for I'll go for, I'll, I'll go for number two. Uh, we we'll go sort of um, yeah, yeah one on piece with this. Yeah, okay. So number two is probably someone that you uh, have definitely heard of, but you might be a wee bit surprised with my choice here, Nathan Charles. Can't Nathan say Charles. that was a name I was expecting to come up. I honestly I, forgot about his existence. I'm a big fan of Nathan Charles. I he's probably my favourite Australian hooker. And if some of you know me, you'll know that I am a big fan of the Western Force. And um, he is a stalwart for the Western Force. Eighty three caps for the Western Force. Um, and then he had a small stint at the Rebels, two caps there. But one thing about Nathan Charles that a lot of people don't realise is that. He actually has cystic fibrosis, and he's oh. one of the only he's one of the only professional players. I think possibly even the only contact sport professional player in the world to have cystic fibrosis. It's um, unreal from the guy to get a yeah. gig in professional rugby with that. And and he's for the, and the amount of games he's played as well. You know, I think he retired just recently at the age of thirty four. But he, um, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. And yeah, he was such a class player even with that condition. And I think. It's in his family as well, so um, pretty tough for him. But, yeah, unreal player in his time for the Force. And I'm sure if you asked any Force uh, fan around Australia and around the world that matter, they would remember that name. So, yeah, Nathan Charles is my is my hooker. Yeah, it's an unreal story. For Actually, I'm going to have to – I love hearing stories about players who have overcome the odds like that. Gonna yeah. Get him involved in the page at some point. Definitely. Yeah, just like back to Julian Huxley the other day, and he's got not cystic fibrosis, but he had a brain tumor. Yeah, know, I read a that seizure one. Seizure on the field. So it's like, oh, I did know, read that one. And of course, Lee Fano with his chemotherapy he had to overcome as well. There's been a few Aussies it's, that have yeah, there's been a few. got through. Charles is a great <laughs> shout, actually. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I've actually gone for a uh, Western Force hooker, too. Oh, okay. Believe it or not. See, I'm loving the old. Western Australia I know, at the I know who it's going to be. 
I, <laughs> I don't know if you will, because he played a whopping two games for the Force. One of them was against the British and Irish Lions. Okay. This is good old James Hildebrand. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't, I don't. Oh, mate. He, I don't remember much about his Super Rugby. I watched the game against the Lions, but he ended up going on to grab a good 20 or 30 cats for the US. I definitely remember him kidding up for them. I didn't even realise he really played much in Aussie, but saw he was yeah. in the Forces squad. I was like, yep, got to get a US international in there. It was not great. Screen That's a... Yeah, oh, that's a good shout. I mean, I personally haven't heard of him, but I mean, well done, you're I guess. You're not missing much on him. So if you only managed to get two caps of the force in that area, you know you're not the flashiest of players around. So you said he is he a US national, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he played two games for the force and one for the Tars, I think. And then okay. ended up just going over the US and he well, played in the 2019 uh, World Cup. I've just said I'm a force fan. I haven't even heard of him. So oh, he's played two games. <laughs> Don't, don't expect much. All right. Have you got well, the uh, tight head spot? Tight head prop. Uh, this is a, a not a surprise for anyone, and I think um, I had to choose him. I just I can't put it past. Uh, we talked about him last week. Uh, Chris King. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. I had him, but I was like, we've talked about him enough. I got to choose someone else. But, yeah, I had to. Put him I, I wanted a New Zealand tight head, and I couldn't look past old old Kingy. And um, 107 caps for the Highlanders, 28 for the Crusaders. Plenty of game time in there, and uh, of course he's played a lot of, at the provincial level. But I'll just talk about the Super Rugby caps today, I think. Um, and yeah, we don't need to talk much about him. He, um, we we spoke about him last week. Just a classic, reliable, um, dependable tight head prop, and yeah, he's not often um, making a mistake, except for last week where we saw in that game against Canterbury in the in the Shield game that he uh, was on the wing dropping the ball, but. I, I can't say uh, he's uh, wanted to be out there much in his career, but no, no, not many times. But yeah, I couldn't look past Chris King, and he's a classic name and one I'll always remember from my childhood. So I've gone for Chris King of my tight head. Yeah. Also, uh, keeping with the theme, I've once again copied your team and gone with a Landers tight head. Not okay. such a well-known one, but I mean, anyone that knows me, you know, I'm a huge Argentina fan, so. Oh, I know it's it is. Going for uh, Matthias Diaz. Yeah. For this bloke. He had big reps on him. He grabbed a yeah. couple of caps for the Pumas at like fresh out of the under 20s. And I was like, yeah, this bloke's the future of the Argentine front row. And of course, he yeah. won a super rugby contract to land us off the back of that. And I was excited. You know, both my teams were coming together. Came over and he just shat the bed. Could yeah, not grasp the language. Not, Could not, not play. keep up with the pace. And God, he was no good. But, oh, I do remember him. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like didn't we didn't didn't the Highlanders also bring in a Japanese prop at some yeah, point? Yeah, we had uh, shot a Hori oh. and Hooker. And then exactly, Tanaka. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Had a few. Uh, we had James Haskell in that sort of era as well. Yeah. Apart from really Tanaka, none of them really hit the ground running, did they? No, no, not at all. Um, okay, interesting choice, but I like it because I I was looking at him when I was um, looking for a tight head from New Zealand. I looking at the Highlanders teams and I was yeah, I looked at his name, I'm like, oh, I reckon Ben might have a put put him in his team. Yeah. Yeah. God, it'd be rude not to. There's definitely a few that we know we've uh certainly got about on each other's teams. But you know, hard to look past old Commander King, isn't it? Yeah. I I've probably chosen more players in this team that 
we can't. Well, they're certainly battlers, but they're not, they're not battlers on the same level as um, Matias Diaz is. But um, I mean, the players we need to know something about to at least be able to chat about them. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my number four lock is uh, well another Highlanders. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Few it could be. Few it coming to oh, mind. Josh Beckuous. Yep. Uh, what a legend. Horn. So uh, eighty. 82 caps for the Highlanders and 28 for the Blues. So over 100 caps in Super Rugby for Josh. Um, we talked about him last week as well, Weaver, but such a such a good uh, player. And um, yeah, couldn't look past him. Like I said, I needed a, uh, needed a Kiwi lock in this particular um, position. And yeah, I love I love Josh Vickers in his prime. He was such a, such a good player. So, He's just yeah. an absolute menace, wasn't he? Yeah, one of a few Highlanders knocks that I thought you might have picked there too. Oh, Joe Wheeler, Ainley, yeah, Aiden Triggs as well. Oh, mate, I've Capley oh, in there. But... We'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Bikius <laughs> is definitely. Yeah, he's probably my pick of the bunch too. No, there's still more spots coming, mate. There's still more spots on the bench available. Yeah, I've gone um, for a uh, South African in my uh, number four jersey. Well, bloke okay. that played as Super Rugby in South Africa. He played a bit of rugby in New Zealand too, and. He's actually not from any of those countries. He's Kenyan. No, okay. Right. Daniel Ladongo. Ring a bell for you? No. Oh, it absolute doesn't. county's legend. The bloke who came over from Kenya, he was just an absolute brick shithouse. Didn't know much about rugby, but he just sprinted to every ruck from about a good 10 metres away and clear whatever he could out. Okay. Oh, was, yeah, on the old banks of the Ecolite Stadium, he was loved there. And then grabbed a gig at the Kings for a season. Then okay. went over and had a go at American football. Wow. That oh, okay. went as well as you'd expect, but oh, I loved watching <laughs> the guy. Yeah, so when was this? What 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 uh, what year was that? Was oh, he playing for Kansas? Would, would have been about the 2013-ish, that sort of season. So the mid, a lot of these players of mine will be around that sort of early, yeah, okay. mid-2010s. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bring us on to oh. your number five. Number Finally, five. I've got someone that it's got a few more caps in there, so you'll definitely know my number five. I've gone for a, I've gone for a familiar, a familiar South African name. Um, again, one of my favourite teams from South Africa. Probably not the same as your favourite team, uh, but I love the Lions. They're a great franchise. Uh, Franco van der Merwe. Oh, uh, yep, should have known. You had to get some Lions in there. And yeah, what a great I, shout. 85 caps for the Lions, and he also done. He's also done 16 caps for the Sharks as well. I think he, um, I think he might have done a season at the Sharks because there was a period of time where the Lions weren't part of uh, Super Rugby. Yeah, um, yeah. they're sort of like relegated almost. Yeah, they got swapped for the Kings actually. For the Kings, yeah, that's yeah. right. So in that season, he was loaned to the Sharks and played for the Sharks. Uh, but otherwise, he's played for the Lions. He. Um, yeah, he doesn't really have any uh, Springboks caps. I think he might have maybe a couple, two or three, but um, always one of those players that was just consistently performing, but never really had their belt ball, never really stepped up to the next level and played for the Springboks. But for the Lions, and if you know the Lions, like, you know, the story of the Lions was that they were pretty much shot until. Yeah, that is Pete <laughs> Battler's story, like, yeah, yeah. the Lions I, himself. I love the Lions story. Like, you know, you look at. Early 2010s, they were just shite. They were the worst team in the competition by far. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, 2013, I want to say, 13, they started actually winning games. And, and they still had a massive team of battlers, but 
You also had some up-and-coming players like Warren Whiteley and Malcolm Marks come through. Yeah, Yanchies, Combrink. Yanchies, who just really elevated them. And uh, this guy was well and truly part of that mix. So, yeah, Franco van der Merwe. Yeah, it's a fantastic shout, actually. I, I did forget about the guy, but he's one of my more favourite favorite Lions players. Take um, us away. I've gone for uh, Aussie in the number five jersey. I had, I had it between two. The okay. player who's just missed out was Luke Jones, because I thought, you know, he's yeah, still playing, okay. he's a bit class, but I've gone to Ed O'Donoghue. Oh, yeah, Luke okay. Still of the Reds. He's got about 80-odd caps for the Reds. Never yeah. quite step up to the next level. Played sort of in the, throughout the 2000s and then had a wee stint there back in 2015. Almost got to go at the next level Ireland, actually. Played two games for the Ireland A side. Didn't quite get a run out for the first team, but, you know. Yeah, okay. was a... Does the job, nuts and bolts type player. Good enough yeah, in the lineouts. I do remember yeah. him. He was, yeah, he was pretty solid, actually. I think he was also part of that. Was he also part of that 11, 2011 winning side? I think he, he would have been around then. It would have been one of his last seasons before he hit it off. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, um, I guess I'll kick it off with uh, my blindside flanker. Um, keeping up with the... We seem to be going back-to-back here. Keeping up with the Reds theme. <laughs> I've gone with um, a player that... Yeah, we might do. Ed Quirk. Yeah, I've got Ed yeah. Quirk in this. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ed Quirk. Um, so he did it. He was so good at the Reds, but he only played about 38 caps of the Reds, and then he made the unusual decision to to move over to the Sunwolves, and uh, and he played about 39 caps at the Sunwolves. And to be fair, when the Sunwolves were playing in Super Rugby those last couple of seasons before COVID, Ed Quirk was pro- probably their best player. Uh, he was one of, the, yeah. one of them. Him, Hayden yeah. Parker, Russell yeah. Brewer, the three kind he, of he was good. Um, although to be fair, the team overall performance-wise was not great. Um, but yeah, Ed Quirk, <laughs> classic. I can't believe we're both going Ed Quirk. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. especially at number uh, and at number six as well because he can yeah, play. He, he played a seven, seven or eight. eight. Yeah, exactly. And of course, yeah, I've got the only other thing I got down about old Quirk. He was at twenty or even twenty twelve. I think it was. He was. Actually, one of Aussie's first choice line sides. He won about 10 caps for the rat season. And then yeah, okay. Unsighted from that point on. I did notice yeah. that. I was almost, yeah. I almost didn't put him in the squad because of the amount of caps he had. Yeah, but... same here. I almost went for old uh, another Aussie. I almost went for Scott Fugitzula, but Yeah, oh, Fugastola. Yeah, I was yeah. going to have him as well. But uh, um, Quirk, yeah, you know. Yeah, if, if, there was to be, if there was to be an honourable mention list, yeah, Fugastola would be on it. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. uh, easy Interesting. choice for number six. Who's your open side then? Well, my open side is probably not as uh, adventurous as Ed Quirk. I've just gone for George Whitelock, and um, you can't look past George <laughs> because he's 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 such a consistent, humble player. Not quite at the same level as at his younger brother, but he always led the team courageously. You know, eighty-six caps for the Crusaders. Always stuck, you know, stayed true to his Canterbury and Crusaders roots uh, for the most part, and. A um, couple of caps for the All Blacks, I believe, but uh, ultimately he's yeah he never really got to that next level. I don't think he really wanted to, to be honest. He's recently retired, or a couple of years ago retired, and he's now back on his farm, I think, in Taranaki. Love it, like yeah, as you said, the White Locks in general, like it's a weird mix of class and battler in that family. And yeah, it really is. George kind of falls on the battler side of things. And- they're very humble as well because I mean he doesn't really he wasn't really phased by the you know by the stars and lights I guess and just you know 
preferred to just retire at the age of what 33 34 and yeah, he uh must have been involved in a shitload of titles throughout his career as well oh shit yeah crusaders and canterbury heaps of them um so yeah you can't look past george i mean you're looking at the the rules that we've decided for this particular lineup you know less than 10 national caps he's just a, a no-brainer for me at open side yeah i mean i can't argue with the choice really if it was a new zealand he's right up there in the mix for me but Unfortunately, somehow, I don't know how this has happened, but I've gone for another Reds player. Okay, <laughs> I've gone okay. for three in a row. Yeah, I know who it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, going to be. I've I think got... you've got him. Uh, yeah, bloke who spent a season at Bay of Plenty, flowing blonde locks, Mo Robinson. Yeah, classic. Just an absolute grafter. Wasn't particularly quick, wasn't particularly flash over the ball, but he just threw himself into everything. And yeah, that was did. enough to grab him a single cap for the Wallabies at some point in time, but Okay. Yeah. Super rugby stalwart, really. How many caps did he have for the Reds? Oh, I don't know, but he was around there for quite a few seasons. He went and played for the Tars as well after the Reds. Oh, that's right. About yeah, two years at the time. Tars. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I always remember him from his time at the Reds. Good choice. I like it. Yeah, he was good. And his hair was always the classic part. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah, long, that was kind of the thing that stood out to me. Yeah. The bleach okay, blonder cool. Robertson, the Ranga locks of Ed Quirk. And then I've Jake Schatz for... at number eight as well. For <laughs> I haven't gone for him, but... Yeah, Jake Schatz. Unfortunate name. Um, <laughs> and speaking of Reds, eight, what about Higginbotham as well? Oh, he loved Higginbotham. If he hadn't had so many caps, he's right in there for me. Yeah, One of exactly. Those names. Yeah. yeah, too many. And and also, who else was it? Liam Gill? Was he? He was oh, Reds. Or... Yeah, he's Reds over inside. Yeah, they've had a few class players. Even nowadays, like Harry Wilson and whatnot. Yeah. They... Have some good back rowers. Anyway, right, who well, is um, your number eight? My number eight is not an Australian. Um, it is a South African, Jan Daisel. Oh, oh, big fan of Daisel. Sharks bloke. Yeah, I was like the Sharks yeah, guy. Yeah, Jan Daisel, seventy-eight caps for the Sharks. Um, a very consistent figure for the Sharks. I don't think he's played for any other team in Australia in uh, South Africa. I think it's just the Sharks. Uh, but he never. He may have potentially had a few caps for the spring box but not enough to be of any notice um and yeah he was just a consistent figure i actually remember him playing a lot for the sharks i for the for the small amount of sharks games that i actually saw in dunedin uh, against the highlanders i, I do remember oh yarn Dazel. so yeah he's my number eight pick and um yeah, he's a pretty consistent figure from all I, from what i understand in um in the sharks camp but uh yeah yeah, we've definitely featured some brutes so far in the lineup, but he takes the cake for me. Yeah. Jesus. I think I might be wrong here, but it might have been someone else. But my distinct memory of Daysal, I remember oh. red, uh, Sharks playing Crusaders down in Christchurch one year. Pretty sure oh, yeah. Daysal got a red card in like 10 minutes in. The Sharks still oh, got up and won the game. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Kobus Reinhardt got the winning try, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do remember. That's some achievement to get a home that, Crusaders that... in Christchurch sort of with the red. That was old Bismarck Duplessis era, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been around then. What yeah. a player he was too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's uh, your number eight? Oh, number eight, I don't know. A few folks around Chiefs country and Bay of Plenty in particular will love this name. I don't know if you will know too much about him, but Colin Bork. Okay. He was, yeah, it started out at Hawke's Bay back in his sort of early 20s, teenage years as an outside back. Played a bit of 15, bit of 10, played on the wing. Played a season or two there. Shifted up to the Bay and then he was a number eight from then on in. Still kept his kicking boots on though. And for a few seasons he was the goal kicker whilst playing at the back of the scrum. 
Okay. He was still what for the Bay. He got two seasons at the Chiefs, I think. Played about 15 odd games, but like he was, as I said, he was a 10 or 15 in a number eight's body. So he would chip and chases all day long, cut out balls, pace <laughs> off the mark. So yeah, that's the kind of theme you'll see throughout mine. A lot of uh, kicking options and skillful players. So yeah, okay, that. I like it. Nice. Who's uh who's in your halfback role? Typical shit house position. This one, there's a few choices. <laughs> this is one of my favourite halfbacks. Yeah, you know, probably. Te- I mean, I've technically counted them as a New Zealander. He is a New Zealander, but he has played uh, both Australia and New Zealand. But um, I feel like I, I'm a big fan of this guy, LB Matthewson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. You can yarn about him. LB Matthewson, surprisingly to a lot of people has played a lot of Super Rugby and for three clubs. He's played 36 caps at the Canes, 46 at the Blues, and then his last stint was at the Western Force, 51 caps. So he's Jeez. played he's played over 120 games of Super Rugby uh, yeah. over those three teams, and he's only 35. He's played over in Europe. Um, he actually played for the All Blacks, if I'm not mistaken, twice. Yeah, he definitely got a cap or two for the All Blacks. Um, I rated them highly. Like He was class at the Force. Uh, but obviously, really good in New Zealand as well. So, bit of a, an odd choice for some, perhaps, given given how many halfbacks in this battler category there are. But yeah, this is a lot. You can't look past Albie Matheson. So, I'll, yeah, he's my number nine. So, I mean, that's a, that's a great show. In terms of New Zealanders, he'd be right up there with me. Probably him and Chris Smiley. Maybe a bit of David Mason uh, yeah. would be my three. <laughs> yeah. I've gone for a bloke because I feel a bit sorry putting him in the battler category because he is. By far and away, my favourite halfback of all time. I'm sure you know I'm South African bloke. Okay. Also played a bit of time at the Tars. And it's uh, Sarah Pretorius. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, I could go on about him for a while. Eh? He was just... Yeah, he's good. He wasn't a halfback in the typical sense because he could only pass off his right hand. He couldn't pass off his left hand. So that kind of made it difficult to start with. But his running game would make up for it. It was a season he top scored with 15 tries whereas the Cheetahs still finished down bottom of the table. Went to the Tars, had a bit of a stinker of a time there, but came back to the Cheetahs and dragged them to the playoffs for the first time in history. I like just, it. Oh, it's a class player. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, he was good. And he was, well, he was Cheetahs, wasn't he? Yeah, Cheetahs for the most part. Yeah, and of course, that's why you've chosen him. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, you're going to see a few Cheetahs from here on in, unfortunately. Sorry, uh, <laughs> That's right. I thought you would put a lot of cheaters in, so I've stayed. I've stayed clear of, the, of them for the most part. Um, uh, who's the general in the number ten jersey running the cat? Oh, number ten. Now the number ten is such a hard one because there's so many options. Yeah, and, much like the halfback here is. But, <laughs> but I've gone for an option that I don't think you would expect me to go for. Um, but actually, a player who just is, just goes unnoticed. He's just a good solid uh, first five, and he just you know he's nothing fancy, but he just goes unnoticed and does his work. South African, Peter Grant. Oh, yeah, that's a name. As soon yeah. as you said South African, I thought you were going for bots off, but Peter Grant. Uh, I wanted to go for Bosch off, but he just hasn't played enough Super Rugby, really, um, to warrant the position, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but enough. Peter Grant's done 104 caps for the Stormers. Gee, um, he was and, a Stormers store. I didn't realise he got a century for them. And then later in, I think, 2014 or 15. He actually went to Perth and played for the Western Force, 20 caps. Um, they brought him in as sort of like an experienced first five, and he was just really solid. Great goal kicking. Um, nothing fancy, like I said, but just, um, you know, ran the cutter, 
as you'd expect. And uh, yeah, he's just one of those first fives and because there's quite a few of them in, in South Africa, first fives who haven't played for the Springboks, but um, there's you know they've played a lot of Super Rugby and I reckon Peter Grant's right up there with the best of them. So yeah, yeah, number I ten Peter Grant. Hard to argue with that. Once again, we've gone similar in the 10 jersey. We've followed the same sort of path. I've gone for a South African that was a bit of a stalwarters club and went over for a bit of time at the force. Okay. Yeah. Well, I see a box cat, but uh, CSE Everson. Yeah. Keeping up with the Cheetahs 19 combo. Right. Yeah. Oh, Not quite as solid as Peter Grant. Definitely was a bit of a turn style on defence. Yeah. Yeah, to be a bit of pace about him. Solid left boot. Just linked up well, Pretorius, yeah. I'm a big fan, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, one of the memories I have of C.S. Eberson is in Dunedin, 2014, against the Highlanders, and he just stole a runaway intercept and just ran fucking 70 metres. It was, yeah. He was class. There was a period in time in the 2014 C.S. Eberson at the force where they were winning, and they had like nine wins in a row or something. Yeah, and he uh, just could he turn was it on on occasions, eh? Occasions yeah, he was a bit flat, but... Nah, it's a good call. I love that. Yeah, I remember him with another particular runaway against the Crusaders in Bloemfontein. He strode in for about 60 out to win the game for them. Yeah, it's a good yeah. shout. I like that. Some couple quality sapper teams in there. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'll move on to my 11. I reckon this one's probably someone that you, you would, um, you would uh, not necessarily expect me to choose, but I have spoken about the Lions already, and I think you mentioned his name earlier. But uh, Ruan Combrink. Yeah. Oh, what a player he was. He was almost in my team, but just So, fan. yeah, left wing, my left wing, Ruan Combrink. He, um, he's a, uh, a good good quality long-range goal cricker as well. If you've ever seen him take a couple of shots from a long way out. He's, like uh, a few, a few South Africans are. They're twettable. Uh, but he, yeah, so in this case, I've got him at left wing, but I think he's played at right wing as well and also at fullback. But... Um, yeah, he's done 72 caps for the Lions, so definitely a store to the Lions. He did play, I think, four or five games for the Springboks as well. Um, could be wrong. It could, be, it could have been a slightly more, but I think it's about four or five. Uh, but yeah, he's just a consistent player. He had that determined face. That he, you know, just it was a bit of a brute, to be honest, old, yeah. uh, old Combrink. And um, yeah, he was definitely key to their success, like I said, in that build-up period for the Lions. Yeah, he was a weird mix because he wasn't the fastest bloke and he wasn't necessarily strong, but he was a huge unit and kind of just bust through tackles and was a really good finisher. Yeah, definitely. And his versatility was always favourite. I think they played him often at fullback as well. So Yeah, I remember making a video on YouTube back in the day of like a World 15 versus All Blacks or something. And there was a few calls in the comments for Combrink to be on the wing for the World 15. I'm like, he was never that level for me, but it shows <laughs> for a brief period, he was quite class before he yeah, got injured for a few years. Yeah. yeah. So who have you gone for? Your left wing shout. Again, I've gone for a sapper. Gone for a Stormers player who, much like Conrad, uh, yeah. very versatile. Played a okay. fullback, played on the wing, played a bit of 10. It's Joe Peterson. Yeah, nice. He I ends like up flying blonde locks. Yeah. As you said, he kind of slot in almost anywhere in the back line. Kicking goals. Handy passing option, had enough pace to do a job, and Nimrim scoring a really good try against the Highlanders down at Forsyth Bar. I yeah. like it. Yeah, he was yes. good. Super class. Did he play? I think he played mostly at fly half, did he? Yeah, he played quite a lot of 10, played a wee bit on the wing and fullback. 
Yeah, okay. Kinda, yeah, as you said, it kind of changed game to game, year to year. Yep. Nice. Okay. Good, cool. Well, uh, we'll move on to inside centre. Um, so my inside centre would be Kyle Godwin. Ah, yep. Yeah. He was one who crossed my mind. Yeah, uh, Kyle yeah. Godwin. 52 caps for the force and 24 for the Brumbies. He's one of those players where the Aussies really talked him up to be this next big thing, but <laughs> he never really eventuated um, for the Wild. Yeah, I thought he was going to be there 12 for a good few years to come. And yeah. Did he even get a cap? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think he got one maybe. But um, yeah, never really eventuated, but he's always been really good for the force and just consistent. And um, he was great for the Brumbies as well. But yeah, he's got over, over 75 caps, super rugby level, so... Yeah, 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 Godwin's a great shout, as you said. Still with the force. Another wee fun fact for him. You know, he's actually uh, born in Zimbabwe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, kind of yeah, like, it's, um, it's the same as David Pocock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pocock, Godwin, oh, the Beast from South Africa. they got a few quality players they could have had over the years in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. If only you didn't get that cap for Aussie. He could have been running around in the African Nations Cup. It could have been, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So, yeah, my um, 12, uh, also gone for an Aussie bloke. A bloke who I'd say would have crossed your mind, but probably didn't go over. He only just scrapes into the 10 cap threshold with, I believe, 10 caps exactly. That's uh, Mike Harris. Ah, nice. Just absolute levers on the guy. Played 10 and 12, played a bit of 15 as well. But he just seemed to have pins that would go on for miles. And yeah. Wasn't the quickest, nah. but could kind of get his arms three. Solid enough passing game. Very reliable goal kicker. Remember him with a match winner for the Wallabies in one of his few caps. Yeah, he's pretty classic, um, especially for the Reds as well. I think that's probably yeah. his, his most. Yeah, uh, Reds, but... he was most capped at. Got a couple seasons at the Rebels at the tail end. Yeah, yep. Nice, okay. Good, cool. Yeah, yeah so I'm a big fan of your centre partner there. My centre partner? Well, uh, another Rebel, so another Australian player. Someone who... Probably should have had some caps for the Wallabies. Um, I think it's been unfair that he hasn't, to be honest. Tom English. No, oh, he was in there for me too. I've not got him, but he was in the mix. Tom English. He's you know he's been one of those rare players who's a really loyal Rebels player. He's he's just stuck at the Rebels for his whole career almost. Ninety-seven caps for the Rebels. Um, he's a really good centre. He can also play on the wing and at fullback, uh, but he. Predominantly plays either inside or outside center. But um, yeah, 97 caps. I didn't think he had that many. Yeah, I thought he kind of went overseas after a while. But he's he's, no, he's really class. I actually, yeah, big fan of Tom English. And I hope that, uh, because he's obviously still playing, I hope that um, he has a great season uh, to come and maybe even gets picked up by the Wallabies. Unreal. Fantastic shout, really. As I said, I crossed my mind, so I can't. Pull that out. Unsurprisingly, they are my 13. Sorry to everyone out there, but I've gone cheaters again. <laughs> but, oh, same period. Of it. I mean, as you probably gather, that cheaters team was one of my favourites. So, Johan Sardi in the 13 jersey. A bloke who I personally don't know how he didn't get capped for the Springboks. I've watched him week in, week out. and He was oh, he was a classy operator. Almost reminded yeah. me a bit of a Conrad Smith of South Africa. Just you know, a bit of a glue for the back line. One of the few players that kind of was solid and actually could defend in the Cheetahs team. 
it was a few and far between thing for that side. Uh, there wasn't a lot of defence going on there, no. <laughs> yeah, no, he was quality player in my book. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, for, for my right wing, um, I've gone for someone that I know you have talked about in the past, one of your one of the players that we, we have a laugh about every now and again. He probably has done more than 10 international caps, just, but I just wanted to include him anyway because uh, oh, I like him. Many. One of my favourite South African wingers, Odwa Indangane. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> uh, such a good player. two Indanganes to go for there. I did. I did. Couldn't even tell Odwa you which one Odwa is. Odwa's the, the, well, he's done 135 caps for the Sharks, at, and most of them have been at right wing, or left wing or right wing, but in this case, I'll put him at right wing. Um, but he also did he also did ten caps for the Bulls, but um, 145 games of Super Rugby. Um, that is an absolute hit out of Super Rugby. Yeah, he's a legend, a legendary wing, and he hasn't, like I said, I think he did do about 12 games for the Springboks, but no, definitely we'll, we'll, could have gone a little away. Yeah, I mean, 150 game Super Rugby career for scrape over 10 international caps. Still, yeah, so oh, get into battle territory. Yeah, I think he's a legend, and those dreadlocks he had were just classic. I think he was, in his prime, he was so fast as well. Uh, oh, yeah. For the shot. One of the few blokes you could kind of just turn on and look into yeah. the dreadlocks, you'd be like, yep, I know this bloke's going to do some damage. I mean, him, him and Luazi and Volvo, you put them mm. on either side of your wings, you're going to be JP in trouble. JP Peterson in the mix too. Yeah, JP there as well. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be in trouble. So, yeah, Odwa and Dungane. Uh, fantastic shout, actually. Right, for my uh, right winger, I've gone for. A, now I didn't think I'd end up with this, but I've gone for a bloke who's actually been capped by the All Blacks. Tried my utmost okay. to get any no All Black caps in there, but this guy was just. And his one season in particular, he was one of my favourites, and that's Frank Halley. Ah, oh, nice. He's just an absolute machine. One of those players that came on the scene was good for a year or two. Gets compared yeah. to Lomu, and of course, no one's. Gonna live up to Lomu's who falls by the wayside. But you know, raw power, bit of pace, about a meter ninety. So great yeah. in the air as well. But he was good. Of. He he went to France, didn't he? Yeah, he's still over there nowadays. He's been over there for a good five or six years now. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, he was class. Blues, right? Yeah. yeah, one of the shining lights of a pretty dog blues team, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember Frank Heller. I, I completely forget about some of these players until you hear them again. Oh, that's why it's just great chatting shit about this, eh? <laughs> so many players that... Nice. All right. Um, good shout. Well, Round we'll the starting 15 now. Starting 15. And shout out to my, my other mate, Ben, who um, recommended this player for, for your page, uh, for someone that might be due a write-up. Um, but essentially, this is a guy who... Probably, you know, didn't get a lot of spotlight at the time, but he was so class. Andre Taylor. Yeah, we've, we've both got Andre Taylor. Ah, oh, there my, you go. Yeah, one of my favourite players pretty yeah. much ever and well over to a write-up. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to make sure I do it justice. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, uh, 54 caps for the Canes. Um, but within those 54 caps, you know, he, he was just pretty much on form the whole time he, yeah he was great um, consistent under the high ball uh, I'm sure you've got more comments to say about him but yeah we've both gone Andre Taylor so yeah, and as you said like he was he was electric on the counter attack as well like yeah almost like a Will Jordan before Will Jordan was barely a teenager probably yeah 
Not yeah, exactly. How he didn't grab a careful two for the All Blacks. Yeah, especially think, when you look at some of the other people that have. Yeah, I agree. It is bizarre, but uh, I think he sort of. Where did he go? He went to Europe, didn't he? Or was he Japan? Oh, I think he went to Japan and then turned back up 2019 playing for the Turbo again. Yeah. Didn't right. do particularly much, but yeah, that came form. Of course, nice. yeah, one of the standout things about him was the bright yellow headgear he came onto the scene with. Yeah. Did a confident yeah. player to rock that. A fullback with headgear and, and bright yellow headgear. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And then when he didn't have the headgear, he had the wee mohawk going for him. It's just... Yeah, I, I definitely think he's um, yeah, he's certainly due a ride up. Um, yeah, I'm sure. One of us will get one to get that done in the near future. I thought I thought you'd done one for some reason, but I I must have been dreaming, or uh, maybe it was on your Instagram or something. But yeah, um, I mean, I've got a TikTok on the old Forgotten Rugby Hours TikTok. Can't say I use it a great deal, but got one of his tries up in there. He's definitely been featured. He was one of the nominees for the Battle of Fifteen. Missed out to Robbie Robinson. All right, uh, we'll get started with the substitutes on each team. Um, so we've both got a full bench, uh, and we'll discuss them as we did with the starting 15. So um, in my replacement hooker position, I've gone for someone who probably deserves to be in the actual starting 15, but I couldn't fit them in for whatever reason. Uh, I think purely because I had too many Kiwis. But um, on the bench, I've gone for James Parsons. Who, uh, who, yeah, who definitely deserves oh, to be in the, yeah. the main team? But, Blues battler, we've uh, seen one. We'll, we'll get them. We'll get him in there if we can. Um, he's only played for the Blues, which is you know testament to his loyalty, I guess. 115 caps for the Blues. Did play a couple for the All Blacks, but um, I wanted to get him in there because he does deserve the recognition. He's he was such a class player. He captained the Blues towards the end as well, and. Um, Obviously for North Harbour as well, but yeah, I'm a massive fan of James Parsons, and I think he deserves all the credit he gets. And I think he's now working for Sky Sport as well as a commentator or announcer somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my replacement hooker. I mean, fantastic shout, really, absolute battler of the Blues region. Uh, I've also gone for our Kiwi and one who is definitely. A battler, someone who we've already talked about a lot, so we'll keep it short and sweet. We've gone Jason Rutledge. Oh, classic. I, mean, I couldn't not put him in there. I did think about Motu Matu from the Canes just because he was a massive hitter, but I mean, Rutledge, cabbage, whatever you want to call him, he's, yeah, he's gonna, an absolute battler. You've got to love it. So, yeah, we'll All leave right. it there for old cabbage and bring us on to the 17 jersey. 17 jersey, Toby Smith for me. Um, yeah. So classic um, bruising figure. He's actually played for three uh, Super Rugby clubs. So thirty-seven caps for the Chiefs, fifty for the Rebels, and twenty-one for the Canes. So actually a really impressive career for in Super Rugby. Um, See, I think of him as an Aussie still. I didn't realize he spent more time in New Zealand Super Rugby. Yeah. So he's yeah he has he's he's played 50, 58 games in New Zealand versus fifty for the Rebels. So yeah, he's more of a more of a Kiwi, I guess, than an Aussie, but I, I'm a big fan of him. He was always reliable. And, um, yeah, Toby Smith in my 17 jersey. Who have you got? Um, I've gone one player who I've actually gone back in the day for, back into the late 90s, early 2000s. Does get well over the 10 caps, but it will be at its, I think it's about 30-odd caps he won for Fiji. 
It's uh, Bill Kevin Vanty. Okay. okay. Don't know if you know much about him. He weighed in at 167 kegs at his peak. <laughs> Still won a cap at weighing in at that. Weighed in well over the hundreds when he was playing for the Canes. But he's, as you can expect from someone that weight, just an absolute brute with ball in hand. Jeez, and okay. Apparently, not that I know him, but apparently the nicest bloke off the paddock. So nice. Shout out to him. Jeez, all right. Good choice. That's yeah, the well, uh, most liked write-up on the page as well. Really? Anyone that's gone, I think it's gone clear of the 600 mark? Yeah, I saw that. Which, I, I can't say I know me. too much. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know much about the guy before kind of looking into him. All right. No, not bad, not bad. Okay. Well, um, we'll move on to the 18 jersey, I guess. Um, I've gone for Tedder of Faulkner. Oh, I've so, always gone him. I've gone yeah. a, another force player instead. But... 70 caps for the force, 29 for the Rebels, and 21 for the Tars. He's had a big career. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tedder of Faulkner. He's just reliable and it sort of speaks volumes to these, you know, and the same with Toby Smith as well. It speaks volumes to the fact that they've actually played for like three Super Rugby teams. So, yeah, Tedder of Faulkner, um, reliable player there in the 18 jersey. Who have you gone for? Um, I've gone for another reliable force player. Won a handful of cats for the Wallabies, and that's Pete Cowan. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, yeah. not much. Really needs to be said more about them. Very similar vein to Falk, and they're just reliable. Want a yeah. fairly large amount of caps at the force. Quality yeah. play. I'm a big fan of Pick Cow, and I almost chose them actually myself when I was looking through the options. But yeah, I didn't. How many years he played for the Wallabies? I didn't, I didn't oh, actually check that. I can't remember for sure. It's definitely less than 10. Yeah, it's not many. I, not I thought many. he had won a lot more than he had, to be honest. Okay. All right, nice. Well, uh, my replacement lock in the 19 jersey is Hayden Triggs. Oh, boy, he's been mentioned already. What yeah. a guy. <laughs> so he's, done, he's, he's played 64 caps, um, 64 games at a mixture of clubs. One of few players in New Zealand to have played at four or more Super Rugby clubs. I don't. I don't know if I'm. I, I don't know exactly how many people have done that. I don't. Not think many. There's, there's not many at all. And he's one of them. He's played at Highlanders, Chiefs, Blues, and Canes. The only one he's not played for is the Crusaders. Um, sixty-four caps at those four clubs. Well, a combination of sixty-four caps. But yeah, and he always used to look older than he actually is because of that seedy moustache he's got. Yeah, the um, seedy moustache. Oh, it was a standout. But yeah. Not quite Nick White territory on the mustache, but <laughs> so yeah, Hayden know, Triggs is a classic. still territory where he's not going to be allowed near a school. Ah, not quite, not quite, not quite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nick White's not going anywhere near schools, mate. Um, okay, who's your uh, replacement lock? Uh, well, I did want to get Craig Clark in there, but I unfortunately had too many Kiwis on the bench already, so I had to find another okay. South African uh, replacement. And of course, it's only going to lead me to one place. Yeah, yeah. I thought of the Lions. Franco van der Merwe might have got a spot in there. But I've gone for <laughs> Cheetah Stormwatt, Francois Ace. Ah, nice. Solid line-out option. That's about it, really. Not, yeah. Kind of had Diaga with him. So Diaga would do the running around the park. Ace could do the dirty work. But quality I looked, I looked at him. He's, yeah, he is good. He's done a lot of games as well. Yeah, he's, he was definitely... Of the Cheetahs, once I got in there, he's definitely the, the stalwart of the team. Yeah, okay. Nice. I like it. All right. Well, um, in the 20 jersey for me, I've gone for a uh, surprising name and actually one of the few players 
from South Africa. He's a South African player. One of the few players who have actually played for a non for an Australian team that's not the force. <laughs> Jacques Potgetter. Yeah. Jacques Potgetter. Part of that winning Waratah side that we're going to cover, wasn't he? He certainly was, and we'll talk about him next uh, next week or whenever we do the, the next episode. But um, yeah, Jacques Potgetter. He did 28, started that with the Bulls, 28 games for the Bulls. Um, but he made a very rare move to, to the Waratahs from South Africa, and he was great. 2013-2014, he uh, played 33 games for the Waratahs, and you know he started pretty much all of them. He was fantastic, and he, like you said, definitely instrumental in that uh, win in 2014. Yeah, unreal um, shot. So yeah, Jacques Pocket. So I've actually gone for a uh, South African as well, but one who stayed a bit more true to the traditional roots and Stayed not just in South Africa, but stayed with the Sharks pretty much his entire career. That's Keegan Daniel. Ah, nice. Of course, he made, played most of his time in eight, but could cover seven, six if he wanted. Another pretty skillful wee loose forward. Had a good turn of pace. Complete opposite spectrum to Pogia, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Nice. Good choice. Well, I guess that's all the uh, forwards to cover. We've just got some replacement backs there. Arguably some of the hardest positions to choose, the reserve half, 10, and outside back. There is a lot of choice there. So for my um, for my 21, I've gone for someone who, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of options uh, in this position. But I've gone for a, a South African player who, again, doesn't get a lot of credit. Uh, Nick Groom. Oh, that's a name I forgot about. Nick Groom. <laughs> yeah. Halfback, 57 uh, games for the Stormers and 21 for the Lions. Uh, but yeah, again, another, another one of these consistent halfbacks who um, doesn't necessarily uh, you know, do anything that gets him on the Springboks team, but does everything right at Super Rugby level. And yeah, that's obviously credited by his over 75 caps at that level. So Nick Groom, halfback. Yeah, that's the placement. Didn't realize he won that many caps because I mean as you saw he's evaded my memory completely yeah so you know that's a fantastic shout when that's happened um, Who have you my got? 21 jersey I was left with uh, an Aussie had it between two the one who's just missed out was Richard Kingy but in his place I've gone for <laughs> another member of the TARS winning side and that's Brendan McKibben yeah I thought you would yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> just it was quality for a year or two we kicked yeah, goals did his job yeah. almost Actually, sat on the bench for the Wallabies. He never got on, but uh, on his yeah. day, he was a quality enough player. And then Phipps came along, and they realised actually McKibben can't offer much except goal kicking. And we've yeah. got Foley for that now. So see you later. Didn't you do rod up recently? Yeah, on not too long ago. Yeah, I read that. I, I thought you were going to do McKibben. I almost did myself. <laughs> I, I thought he was great in his day. Um, not a bad choice though, especially as a replacement halfback. Yeah, you'll do a job off the bench. Okay, nice. All right, we'll move into our, one Actually, of the hardest. Surprisingly, positions. when I just realised McKibben was the bloke who started at nine when Pretorius was at the Tars. So, oh, the, so yeah. An interesting thing they've just seen there. All right. Um, okay, well, we'll move into the one of the hardest positions to fill, the replacement. Well, I guess replacement 10 in this particular case, um, but it's one of those positions where, again, it, there's a lot of class 10s that, haven't really played a lot of rugby yet at um, 
at the international level. But for me, I've gone for someone who has played, uh, well, has nearly played rugby at the international level, got very, very close, but has also played a lot of rugby at the Australian level for Super Rugby, John Lance. What a shout. He was in and around the choices for me. So Yeah. Still. Big, big, I'm a big John Lance fan. He's played 34 for the Reds, 13 for the Tars, and 28 for the Force. Um, so he's played about 75 games, uh, more than that actually, over 80 games of Super Rugby in his career. Um, and he, yeah, he was just consistent. Just didn't do quite enough. He's you know good goal kicker, um, but not enough of a playmaker as such that the Wallabies were looking for. They had the likes of um, well, James O'Connor, but Bernard Foley at the time as well, who was essentially the favourite. Um, but yeah, he didn't quite do enough to get in the team, but he was super consistent for, for the teams he did play for, particularly the force. Um, I think he's still there at the moment, to be honest. I, I can't. I think yeah. I think he's still playing for the force. I think he kind of spent most of the time on the bench, said Miotti, but was it yeah. last year he was really good for them? Yeah, I think so. And then Ian Pryor at a 19 combo? Yeah. Going back a few years? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a pretty good shout. He's certainly, he'd certainly be a good replacement off the bench. Yeah, bit of experience off the pine. Unreal. Yeah. Right. Uh, my, oh, as you said, replacement for his five is our position there. There is a lot to choose from. And I've already got a lot of goal-kicking options in the team, but this bloke's probably the best of the bunch. It is Johnny Wilkinson's type, type style. <laughs> I believe he once kicked 29 in a row for the Stormers. And that's Dimitri Katrakilos. Yeah, I thought you would I choose remember him. him from my time. <laughs> His time at the Kings was when I remember him mainly. He was yeah. a bit of a standout for a team that was largely pretty average. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. I was quite he a fan was really the only, He was the only person who really scored points for the for the Kings at one point, really, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, they didn't have much in the terms of try scoring. They had from the penalty, no. but yeah, couldn't really get the ball to them. No, that was uh, that's a good shout. I was looking at catcher killers, but um, I couldn't remember because it was mostly the Kings he'd played for. But he has played for a couple of other teams. Yeah, he, he played for the Stormers for I believe he actually had more games at the Stormers, which shocked me. Yeah, I'm, well, more Super Rugby games anyway. He plays for the Kings nowadays, back in the URC or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I saw that name, I was like, oh, Ben is definitely going to choose him. <laughs> you, you just see some of these names, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's someone who's in the mix. Um, all right, um, cool. Take us on oh, to the uh, final spot. The final spot um, in the 23 jersey, I've gone for someone who I've, I've spoken about before as being one of my favourite players. He hasn't done that, he hasn't played that much Super Rugby compared to the other guys we've talked about today, but I always think he's, I always thought he was class, and especially at the Rebels, Jason Woodward. He was in the mix for me. I didn't go for him, but oh, I knew he'd be Jason a favourite for you. Yeah, when I was one of my favourite periods of Super Rugby was 2013, 2014 Melbourne Rebels, and they weren't the best team in the comp. They were middle of the table, but Jason Woodward was actually class. And um, I think he sort of realised that, and he moved back to the the Canes after that to try and sort of make his mark, perhaps even on the All Blacks. But he didn't. He didn't quite. He didn't quite make it at the Canes as much as he would have liked. And he's, as a result, left to go over and play in uh, the English Premiership since. But, um, yeah, Jason Woodward's my final spot. Yeah, it's a great shout. One of my memories of him was the fact he was just, oh, he was so confident. He would go take touch kicks yeah. off the left and right foot. He wouldn't give one shot. He just, nah. He was one good of the few players well. that would do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Fantastic shout. 
Uh, my final spot in the 23 jersey is actually an outside back cover, so I don't have much in terms of centre cover, not that this is a real team. It's a bloke who I thought you might have mentioned when we were talking about Halai before. This okay. is around the same sort of era. Another headgear wearing outside back, and it's Lockie Munro. Oh, yeah, okay. In the similar vein to Peterson, covered with 15, both wings, bit of 10 at a pinch. Nice. Quality goal kicker, good enough finisher. And yep. Of course, he's from Northland, so like that, and that's all you need to say. He's from Northland. He's a battler. <laughs> battler. He's a battler, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good choice. I like that. Not bad at all. All right. Well, um, I guess that caps off the, the teams that we've created. I think there's certainly some variety in there from yours and mine. Um, yeah, not too many similar choices either. I think there's only nah. two positions we went the same at. I'm very surprised that we went the same one, Ed Quirk, to be honest. Yeah, but, uh, that shocked me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Ed Quirk could be one we'll go the same there. Andre Taylor, I, I kind of expected that. Yeah, that's but... fair enough. But Ed Quirk. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a pretty good, um, pretty good team. We, I'm, I'm really, I actually really love doing these. We should do a, we should do another one for, um, I don't know, maybe like a, uh, NPC or international. Yeah, we'll have to do like an NPC one at some point, or maybe like a rugby championship or World Cup one, or yeah, lots rugby of options, championship really. could be. Rugby Championship could be a good good shout. Um, or, yeah, nah, World Cup would be nice. A couple of those Minnow Nations, you know. Oh, likes. Namibia, Uruguay. Yeah, I know, I, I know who you'd be putting in from Namibia. You know, you know what our first choice Namibian already. Certain number 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nah. And Uruguayan, old uh, Felipe Bercesi. Yeah, yeah it's a few choices at 10. Santiago Arata as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The only yeah, problem that, is a lot of these a lot of these players for these other countries are from New Zealand or like Australia or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you look at half like Japan and the islands and whatnot. Oh James Arledge. <laughs> oh he is oh, he almost got in my team for this actually. Like, yeah, running yeah. the team. You know he played for the cute. I didn't know he played for the Highlanders. Yeah, he was at the Blues and Landers at the start of his career. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, that oh, was well, a bit of fun. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. What's your? We're, obviously, we're still going to review the 2014 Super Rugby final between the Waratahs and the Crusaders. Um, when should? When do you want to do that one? Oh, go for next week if you want, or the week after. We'll yeah, let's do it. whenever. Hopefully, I get cool. Wi-Fi at home in the near future, so we can do it from there. <laughs> Easy. Uh, yeah, I'll post these two teams that we've just. Uh, created either on the Rugby Rewind Instagram account or the Forgotten Rugby Battlers one, one of the two. I'll post a wee poll up with the team sheets and yeah. see who's got the better one of the two. Definitely yeah. a bit of competition it, there. There's a wee bit of competition, yeah. We'll go for Toby's or Ben's, but uh, I reckon there's a couple of names in yours that might might get a bit of love. Um, oh, I don't know. You've got a few good Kiwis in the back line as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Anyway, that was a good episode. Um, thanks for tuning in. So, and we'll see you, I guess, next week or whenever we do this next episode, which is the Super Rugby 2014 final. So, right. thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. See us.